Chapter 4a of Native Races and the War by Josephine Elizabeth Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bill Mosley. Chapter 4a Interview with Dr. James Stewart, moderator 1899 of the Free Church of Scotland. Letter of Mr. Bellows to Senator Hoare usa the reverend c phillips extracts from the christian age and from m lsa recluse geographer retrocession of the transvaal mr gladstone's action its effect on the transvaal leaders and its consequences for the native subjects of great britain the rev dr james stewart of lovedale mission institute south africa who in may eighteen ninety nine was elected moderator of the general assembly of the scotch free church imparted his views with regard to the transvaal question to a representative of the new york tribune on the occasion of his visit to washington in the autumn of eighteen ninety nine to attend the pan presbyterian council as a delegate from the free church of scotland Dr. Stewart's title to speak on matters connected with the Transvaal rests upon thirty years' residence in South Africa. On the morning of his election as moderator of the General Assembly, the Scotsman coupled his name with that of Dr. Livingston as the men to whom the British Central Africa Protectorate was due. The interview was published in the Tribune of September 24, 1899 dr stewart said quote, as to the principle politically in dispute the british government asks nothing more than this that british subjects in the transvaal shall enjoy i cannot say the same privileges but a faint shadow of what every dutchman as well as every man white and black in the cape colony enjoys every dutchman in the cape colony is treated exactly as if he were an Englishman, and every subject of Her Majesty the Queen, black and white, is treated in the Transvaal and has always been as a man of an alien and subject race. The franchise is only one of many grievances, and it is utterly a mistake to suppose that England is going to war over a question of mere franchise. Let us be just, however there are in the cape colony and out of it loyal dutchmen loyal as the day to the british power which is the ruling power they know the freedom they enjoy under it and the folly and futility of trying to upset it no superfluous pity or sympathy need be wasted on president kruger or the transvaal republic the latter republic is a shadow of a name and as great a travesty and burlesque on the word as it is possible to conceive. Paul Kruger is at the present moment the real troubler of South Africa. If the spirit and principles which he himself and his government represent were to prevail in this struggle, it would arrest the development of the southern half of the continent. It is too late in the day by the world's clock for that type of man or government to continue. 
the plain fact is this president kruger does not mean to give never meant to give and will not give anything as a concession in the shape of just and necessary rights except what he is forced to give he wants also to get rid of the suzerainty that darkens and poisons his days and disturbs his nights by fearful dreams there is no excuse for him and as i say there need be no sentiment wasted on the subject let president kruger and his supporters do what is right and give what is barely and simply and only necessary as well as right and the whole difficulty will pass into solution to the relief of all concerned and the preservation of peace in south africa if not the blame must rest with him i am sorry that i cannot give any information or express any views different from what i have now stated they are the result of thirty years residence in africa but i would ask your readers to believe that the british government are rather being forced into war than choosing it of their own accord i would also ask your readers to believe that sir alfred milner the present governor of cape colony though undoubtedly a strong man he is also one of the least aggressive most cautious and pacific of men and that he has the entire confidence of the whole british population of the cape colony i know also that when he began his rule three years ago he did so with the expectation that by pacific measures the dutch question was capable of a happier and better solution than that in which the situation finds it today the question in trouble today is briefly whether the british government is able to give protection and secure reasonable rights for its subjects abroad End quote. the following was addressed by mr john bellows of gloucester to senator hoare united states america and as published in the new york tribune february twenty second nineteen hundred mr bellows on seeing the publication of his letter wrote the following postscript to senator hoare quote, as the foregoing letter was headed by the editor of the new york tribune a quaker on the war i would say to prevent misunderstanding that i speak for myself only and not for the society of friends although i entirely believe in its teaching that if we love all men we can under no circumstances go to war there is however a spurious advocacy of peace which is based not upon love to men so much as upon enmity to our own government and which levels against it untrue charges of having caused the transvaal war it was to show the erroneousness of these charges that i wrote this letter End quote. the following is the text of the letter quote, dear friend i am glad to receive thy letter as it gives me the opportunity of pointing out a misconception into which thou hast fallen in reference to the transvaal and its position with respect to the present war thou sayest i am myself a great lover of england but i do not like to see the two countries joining hands for warlike purposes and especially to crush out the freedom of small and weak nations 
to this i willingly assent i am certain that war is in all circumstances opposed to that sympathy all men owe one to another and to the greater source of love and sympathy in which we live and move and have our being where this bond has been broken we long for its restoration but it cannot but tend to retard this restoration to impute to one or other of the parties concerned motives that are entirely foreign to its action peace to be lasting must stand on a foundation of truth and there is no truth whatever in the idea that the english government provoked the present war or that it intended at any time during the negotiations that preceded the war an attack on the independence either of the transvaal or of the orange free state it is true that president kruger has for many years carefully propagated the fear of such an attempt among the dutch in south africa as a means of separating boers and englishmen into two camps and as an incentive to their preparing the colossal armament that has now been brought into play not to keep the english out of the transvaal but to realize what is called the afrikander program of a dutch domination over the whole of south africa thus he a short time ago imported from europe a hundred and forty nine thousand rifles nearly five times as many as the whole military population of the transvaal clearly with a view to arming the cape dutch in case of the general rising he hoped for the jameson raid gave him exactly the grievance he wanted to persuade these cape dutch that england sought to crush the transvaal an examination of the blue book which contains the whole of the correspondence immediately preceding the war will at once show the patient efforts put forth by the london cabinet to maintain peace there are no irritating words used and the last dispatch of importance before the outbreak of hostilities dealing with the insinuations just alluded to is not only most courteous and conciliatory in tone but it states that the queen's government will give the most solemn guarantees against any attack upon the independence of the transvaal either by great britain or the colonies or by any foreign power i am absolutely certain that no american reading that dispatch would say that president kruger was justified in seizing the netherlands railway line within one week after he had received it and cutting the telegraph wires to prepare for the invasion of british territory in which act of violence lay his last and only hope of forcing england to fight his last and desperate chance of setting up a racial domination instead of the freedom and equality of the two races that prevail in the cape and natal and that did prevail in the orange free state the cause of the dispute was this in eighteen eighty four a convention was agreed on between great britain and the transvaal acknowledging the independence of the transvaal subject to three conditions that the boers should not make treaties with foreign powers without the consent of the paramount power in south africa i e england that they should not make slaves of the native tribes 
and that they should guarantee equal treatment for all the white inhabitants of the country as respects taxation as the whole war has risen out of kruger's persistent refusal to keep his promises both verbal and in writing that he would observe this condition i append the clause giving rise to the contention article fourteen eighteen eighty four convention all persons other than natives conforming themselves to the laws of the south african republic will not be subject in respect to their persons or property or in respect of their commerce and industry to any taxes whether general or local other than those which are or may be imposed upon citizens of the said republic the mines brought so large a population to johannesburg that it at last outnumbered by very far the entire boer burghers in the state kruger seeing that the inevitable effect of such an increase must be the same amalgamation of the new and old populations which was going on in natal and cape colony and to a smaller extent in the orange free state unless artificial barriers could be devised to keep the races apart at once set to to scheme modes of taxation that should evade article fourteen of the convention throwing the entire burden on the uitlanders and letting the boers who were nearly all farmers escape scot-free farmers for example use no dynamite miners do and president kruger gave a monopoly of its supply to a german non-resident in the country who taxed the miners for this article alone two million six hundred thousand dollars a year beyond the highest price it could otherwise have been bought for this was his own act the volksrad not being consulted besides the high price the quality of the explosive was bad often causing accident or death when it did cause accident or death the miners were prosecuted by the government from whose agent they were compelled to buy it and fined for having used it at the time the convention was signed in eighteen eighty four the franchise was obtainable after one year's residence president kruger determined to serve the uitlanders however as george the third's government served the american colonists that is tax them while refusing them representation in the control of the taxes he went on at one and the same time increasing their burdens monstrously while he prolonged the period of residence that qualified for a vote from one year to five and so on till he made it fourteen years or fourteen times as long as when the convention was signed nor was this all he reserved the right personally to veto any outlander being placed on the register even after the fourteen years if he thought he was for any reason objectionable that is the majority of the taxpayers were disfranchised forever these outlanders had bought and paid for sixty per cent of all the property of the transvaal and ninety per cent of the taxes were levied from them an amount equal to giving every boer in the country two hundred dollars a year of plunder is a country that is so governed justly to be called a republic but 
even the Boers themselves have been adroitly edged out of power by Paul Kruger. The Grandvet, or Constitution, provided that to prevent abuses in legislation, no new law should be passed until the bill for it had been published three months in advance. To evade this, Kruger passed all kinds of measures as amendments to existing laws, which, as he explained, not being new laws, required no notification. Finally, however, he got the Volkswagen to rescind this article of the Grand Vet, and now, as for some time past, any law of any sort can be passed by a small clique of Krugers in secret session of the Rod, without notice of any sort and without the knowledge or assent of the people. The Boers have no more voice in such legislation than if they were subjects of Christ. The Transvaal is only a republic in the same sense that a nutshell is a nut or a fossil oyster shell is an oyster. End, quote. End of chapter 4a Recording by Bill Mosley, Leno County, Texas, USA.